The Big Small Business Show is brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Transform the future of your business. Partner with the CASA today. And the courage to grow is business. MTN Business, a new world of business. Hello and welcome to the Big Small Business Show. On our menu for today, we have our regular panel discussion. And this uh, week, we are talking to Fanyana Msimango from Tabizolo Communications and Electronics. But what's the next wave in the security industry? What's the next thing, big thing that's happening in security? Is it these apps that you're talking about? Our leadership uh, series continues uh, with Ian Fur, who is CEO of Sorbet Group. And our topic today is transforming as a leader. 40 years ago, Ian was one type of leader. 40 years later, you're another type of leader. Our expert slot today is Mandisa Ntloko from MTN Business. And she's going to be talking to us about a great MTN offer of digital masterclasses for entrepreneurs. Okay. They can get all the information there. It's it's for free. Yes, and um, anyone can. It's by invitation, and um, and uh, so they just need to kind of go on our website and get the application. And now, this part of the show is our panel discussion, and uh, this is where we assist entrepreneurs with any issues that they might be having. And uh, our guests today in our on our panel. Well, the same guests that we've had for the last 15 years. There are Kumaran, who is our sales, no, not sales, are you, are you the finance guru? He's the finance guru. And Manalisa, who is our marketing guru. Welcome, Manalisa. Thank you, Alohan. Okay. Welcome, Kumaran. Now, our guest today in studio is Fanyane Msimango, founder of Tabizolo Communications and Electronics. They offer supply and installation of various products in the security industry, such as CCTV, biometric access control, alarm systems, and smart home automation. Now, Fanyana visited us before, so let's have a look at what's happened in the business at the moment. Established in the year 2000, Tabizolo Communications and Electronics is an independently owned safety equipment and services company. They provide electronic security guard monitoring systems from CCTV to beams and electronic fencing, as well as access control and biometric system installations. Owner Fanyanam Simang has been privy to the Big Small Business Panel's advice that assisted him in refocusing his business. One advice which I took is uh, that um, I had a cell phone repair facility uh, which was uh, still tentacles hanging on to this business, you know, uh, which I was still running sort of part-time. So the advice was get rid of it, you know, more in that focus. So I did that, that's one good thing. So please, cell phone repairs, not me. Uh, let's leave it to other people. <laughs> so now I have zoomed in and focused on this safety and security space. Although Fanyana seems to have this business sailing smoothly, his aim is to have steady growth in order to ensure longevity. But what could be his recipe to success? Well, the business has improved. Uh, look, uh, we're still here. 
we're still operating, we still have clients, we're still uh, trying to grow clients, and we've got loyal clients as well. So we're doing pretty well. Uh, we Look, uh, my focus is on um, longevity of the business. The more we last, uh, the better. Well, the staff complement of four permanent employees and a turnover that has increased by 30% over the last two years, Tabizolo is fast becoming a leader in this industry. I think the values of the business and the, the people who have employed, because we all we all on the same mindset. Uh, my job is to transfer the business uh, values and uh, focused and you know my thinking of the business down filter it down to my staff so that they understand what their purpose in this business is. Uh, Tabizolo is definitely going to grow big. Our aim is to make a national footprint. We are hoping in the future we, we get more employees into the company, we grow bigger and we provide more services to more customers. Okay, five to ten years, I would like to, to have, the business must have its own property. Tabizolo house, Tabizolo, whatever we're going to call it. Because I realize only now I've been paying rent for so long. I could have been halfway <laughs> through my bond or, you know, but that's one of the plans. And plan number two, obviously, is to grow the business uh, into a... a a brand, you, you know, when you say Tabizolo must be a brand, uh, not not like grow too big as I, you know, my ambition is to grow big, but I just don't want to grow big just like that and uh, and find myself, you know, you never know. The, the economy is rather me being stable in the next five to ten years, grow slowly and uh, that's it. Having established a steady footprint in the region they operate in, Tavizola is looking into penetrating a different kind of market. My advice from the panel would, I would like them probably to help me to penetrate the market of property developers. I think it would be nice they can um, add on safety uh, equipment while they build into the system. You already have infrastructure, you know, for cameras, for alarm system, you know, like, like it must be ready, you know, uh, it must be enabled for, for plug and play. Then we come in, we install, you come into a new home, wow, there's cameras, there's an alarm system, wow, it's uh, app enabled, oh, I can arm my, uh, my house, I can disarm, I can see who's there. Isn't that great? <laughs>Insecurity. Is it these apps that you're talking about? That's one of them. Alan. Okay. Everyone is going that direction. Technology is, is changing. It's fast moving. You know, um, everybody wants an app for, for, for anything. 
if you can have a, an app to open your fridge and bring you food while you're watching TV, you know, people will welcome that. So that's the next growing thing, automation, home, home autom full automation, as in your home must be automated in such a way you can switch on your lights via the app, you can... But that, 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 that's been happening for a while. Yeah, but automation. it must be smart now. Okay. You mustn't set a timer to say, switch on my lights at 5 o'clock, okay. switch it off at this time. You must be able to, 7 days, 365, to say, I want my, 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 my house to arm this time, tomorrow it must change. It must change. Even if the, 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 the thieves are looking, you know, they can see you are away for one week, but they will tell that uh, 6 o'clock every time, yeah, the lights come, the lights come on, on. on. You know, this does this. So s let's talk smart here. Okay. Yeah. Second question for me is you spoke about the fact that you want to uh, go after property developers. What have you done about it so far? Have you, have you approached them? Have you identified uh, a list of them? Yes, what I've done, I've done research a bit. I've spoken to a few guys, uh, property developers, and um, whether you're planner, your house planners, you know, um, I've done a bit of groundwork, and it's something which uh, can work. And uh, what, why aren't they buying from you? What do they say are the reasons they're not using your services? Look, I haven't, this thing hasn't been on my mind for like the past six months or whatever. It's, it's a new, it's a new, uh, it's a new, uh, thought, uh, okay. yes, which uh, maybe let's say in the past three months I have spoken to people and um, thought about it. Okay. It's time for us uh, to take a break. Uh, straight off the break, we'll continue with more clarifying questions for Fonyana. Oh, a welcome back. Now, our guest today in studio is Fanyane Msimango from Tabizolo Communications and Electronics, and they offer various products in the security industry. Before the break, we were trying to understand two things, is what is the all-new thing in the security industry, and uh, what uh, actually has Fanyana been doing in terms of approaching those uh, property developers that he, he wants to go after. Tomorrow, let's start with you. Your existing market, is there any kind of trend or categorization or is it a free-for-all on what you're doing with security and services? Um, okay, as I have zoomed in into the security service, yeah. uh, we service both corporate and uh, private clients. Is this 50-50? We have moved away from the private guys. We're trying to move away. And but hang on now, yeah. you're trying to move away from the private guys, but you're going into the residential property market. W uh, I don't understand, explain <laughs> the inconsistency. Okay, uh, I'm talking in terms of uh, my gate motor is not working, you know, and uh, you, you have to run there, and uh, that, that we're trying to leave to the one-man show, the guy who's still growing. So you're trying to do major installations? That's it, yes. As opposed to maintenance? That's it, on, on your garage door and things right. like that, you know. Okay. So and for businesses, you're doing installations. Yes, yes. How are you getting those businesses? Uh, look, we working with Eguruleni now. We finally into their database, so we get jobs from 
from the municipalities. So we're trying to penetrate uh, the municipalities. One final question, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, if you, if you it's a qualifier, if you're going into uh, uh, the property-gated community type market and they want the smart security, do you have uh, all the knowledge, the people, the skill set, the product range to speak to that? Or is it something you still got to develop? Uh, that is, I, I will have to, to, to go again on the ground and find the people who can help me in the startup of that. Mm. But I've already got one or two guys who already, let's say, the electrical guys who are already laying uh, ele electrical pipes in a new home. So while they run those electrical yeah. conduits. Yeah. I said maybe one last question. This will be the proper. <laughs> what's, the average, uh, what's the average installation price you envisage to be in these homes? In these homes? Yeah. It will, be, it will have to come in modules. You know, it's mm. an alarm system, it's a CCTV. Uh, give me a number. So for one or for the, the combination? Yeah, the, 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 com the complete. Yeah, an average combination. Let's say 50 cranes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So are you, are you sure you finished now? Because I want to ask Monalisa if she's got questions. I reserve the right. Faniana, what I wanted to ask you, with your existing clients, obviously you're saying you want to move away from the small installations and you're now also trying to build this competency or this that moves with what is now trending and what is the new ev um, evolution in security. Is there not an opportunity to work with um, existing clients that may be due for an upgrade in their security systems because they would already, I, I don't know the technicalities behind it, they would already have a security foundation and now want to you know, enhance it. The reason why I'm asking that because that would also help to help you build this competency to understand what, it's, what is involved. Because the minute you go to a property developer who's building 200 homes, they're going to need you to be you know, on the ball and very informative and almost taking an, an, a differentiator to their development, not something that is still starting. So is there an opportunity with existing clients? There is an opportunity. Look, I'm not saying I'm totally like jumping off uh, that, that vehicle, you know, mm. but what I, uh, I'm trying to do is to get rid of those because it's, it's headaches at, at, at some stage to go and maintain a gate motor mm. or a something small it ends up you making a loss actually mm. Mm. but when you are a one-man band you still you've got your office in a vehicle and you know i've got stuff to pay i've got bills to pay so you end up making a loss going there 10 times than previously so there is an opportunity okay besides those small gate the in the exist let's say the clients that have taken packages with you before yes yes is there an opportunity to, to help them upgrade yes. to this technology yes. um yes. App, app as as we go along we do contact them and tell them we can make your 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 home smart we can you can watch your cctv at home from your from your smartphone. Okay. You yes. don't to ask another question. I can hear you want to. It's my turn now. <laughs> 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 How do you get your sales? How do you get your new clients? Uh, I hear you said you're <coughs> correlating now you're on a database, but how do you get anyone new? Anyone new, I'm on uh, your Google, um, your, uh, what's, uh, AdWords, your the AdWords, yeah. yes. Uh, now and then we print pamphlets, you know, hand them out and uh, 
specials, you know, your CCTV installation and things like that. So you don't have Access a sales control. function per se in the business. You don't have somebody mm. cold calling, mm. looking not, for business. Not at the moment. No. Not at the moment. Okay. Yes. Not at All the right. moment. Now you can ask your question. Do you do alarm monitoring? Do you sell alarm monitoring service? No, we don't because we don't have a. We can sell the equipment, but not the monitoring. The monitoring monitoring station because itself. Because you need a, a space for that. You need uh, people for that control room, control room type of mm. thing. But we can supply the, the equipment needed to mm. to start that function. Melissa, any questions for me? No. <laughs> Come on, do you have? Uh, so, so we should go to summaries then. Unless you got one more question. I switched off my mind when you shut me down, so ah, I couldn't. Don't make it like that. <laughs> 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 we just want to give Mona Lisa some airtime, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking about airtime, we've got to go to an ad break. We'll be right back with our summary straight after this. Welcome back. Now, our guest in studio today is Fanyane Msimango from Tabizolo Communications and Electronics. And they offer various products in the security industry. Before the break, we were getting a sense of where the, the company gets its uh, business uh, from, what it actually does, and uh, what, what perhaps uh, other market opportunities were. It's time for summaries now, and uh, Mona Lisa's going to start. Um, Fanyanya, in your in the insert, you, men you mentioned one of the things that you want, uh, you'd like to see in the next five, ten, five to ten years is growing the brand. But I think you need to, when you say that, you need to be a little bit more focused in saying what you want the brand to be known for. I know it's communications and security, but I think in terms of saying that we, um, your your brand is able to. Um, you know, enhance security systems, enhance property developments. It's obviously going to take you, in terms of your thought process and your research process, a little bit longer to, to, to understand that market and understand that competency that is required to fully be confident in saying that we can provide this. Because my concern at the moment is that if you were to go to a property developer now and you uh, wanting to discuss the smart offering you're not ready but your business is ready to offer security and communication system so don't lose that opportunity and then at the same time be using your existing clients to grow that competency as something that you can enhance to property developers that you would have started to work with over a period of time so that would be my advice still go to the property developers but be distinct on you know on the brand that you're offering and then build the smart competency over time as the de property developers also build their their their, their developments as well uh, I like your focus that you told us, you know, you've given up the cell phone repairs, zoning in on security. Now along that theme about, about focus, my thoughts are you should continue focusing on the small businesses and the residential market. There's a commonality between the small business and residential market. It's, in, it's not uh, too, too diverse, number one. Number two, you should uh, think about how, what you package to them. Mm. Uh, I worry about the uh, property development market because it's dependent on new construction developments and to the extent there's not too many happening um, your fortunes rest with that rather have an offering that's uh, you know to any to any residential market this and and then 
I would really think about adding the alarm monitoring. And if you don't have the capacity or infrastructure to do it, think initially about partnering with someone, sacrificing the revenue, a uh, uh, large part of it, but you're owning the base. So when you're able to inform, uh, afford your own infrastructure, you just swap off that because that's a nice annuity income for every installation that you do. And uh, two more things. The one is your marketing. Uh, I would encourage you to relook at your brand um, in terms of how you want it to be elevated or seen. If they're calling you for Mickey Mouse stuff, it's because they are sensing from all that you are telling them, you know, that they can call you for these small gate mm. repairs and what it, you're communicating that somehow. So you need to, we need to look at that. Uh, and lastly, on the property purchase, that's a good idea. It just, it's about the right time. And uh, for now, I would focus on growing your revenue more substantially. So you have the spare cash to put down towards a deposit to buy your own building, not for now. Okay. Well, here's my, uh, here's my, my <coughs> thing. I, I'm, I'm going to be the tough one today. So I, I, I think that um, you're not focused still. I think you, if you listen to if the insert and say, I want to grow, but I don't want to go fast, but I want to go like this, it's not, you, you're not deliberate enough, you're not cohesive enough in terms of where you want to go. And thematically, what you're hearing from Mona Lisa and from Kumaran is around a focal point that you do one thing. The issue with us small businesses is always is, is that you know, we want money. If there's money coming from there, we focus there. If there's money coming from there, we focus there. And we don't focus at all. We land up doing all things. I want to talk to you about sales. And I want to talk to you about the, the fact that I think you're, a, you're passive in this relationship with the business. In other words, you're putting yourself on databases. You might have search engine optimization. Do a couple of ad words here and there. But in essence, you're waiting for the market to come to you. You're not going out. The first place I would go and interrogate is around you, your, your personal, uh, your, your, your self-confidence, and go work with some coach or somebody in order to build uh, your uh, better sense of self and build uh, your, your confidence. We all can do with that. It doesn't matter if you are confident, we can become more confident. But I think it starts off with you, the entrepreneur, about your confidence in yourself and in your, in your, uh, your product and in your business. And even Kamaran picked it up that the fact that he's saying that uh, they must be sensing a Mickey Mouse because some part of your communication must be uh, giving that impression. So this is about building your self-confidence is number one. Number two is to go out and deliberately say, as of tomorrow, I, I go out every day and I am a salesperson. I go out and sell. Now how would you sell in your environment? A very simple way is to take your car and drive around and look for any place where there's building going on. Literally, there's normally building material outside a, a, a house. There's bricks, there's the sand, there's something. You know something's going on there. You stop your car, you say, what's going on here? Because if they're building, there's an opportunity for security mm -hmm. on so many levels. And you just start off with that <coughs> one strategy where you drive around. And that becomes one day a week that that's what you do. Because once you have mastered the uh, art of selling, uh, actually going out and deliberately going after sales, you can start to build your business and start to build a sales competency within your business. And then you start hearing what the clients want more. So you go out and you start listening to what they want and start designing specifically for that. 
I wouldn't do anything other than go and sell now as, as an entrepreneur. You focused, which is great. Now go out and sell. Okay, and do everything. Read books on selling. You know, convince yourself you're the best sales guy in the world. And the business will transform overnight. Great. Okay. After the break, I'm joined by Ian Fur, CEO of Sorbet Group. And our topic today is transforming as a leader. Welcome back. This is the Big Small Business Show. We are continuing our discussion today with uh, Ian Fur. Uh, our discussion, of course, is on uh, leadership. Ian is the CEO of the Sorbet Group, and our topic today is transforming as a leader. Forty years ago, yeah, Ian was one type of leader. Forty years later, you're another type of leader. And and what I'm fascinated about the journey of leaders because leaders, you, you know, you, even in our local political environment, you see leaders how they were 10 years ago, how they are today, and how they transform as individuals, um, their, their, their approaches, etc. How do you, how, if, you know, how do I transform as a leader? I want to transform. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about servant leadership, I'm a certain mm. type of leader, I want to not be that leader anymore. I'm a bad leader, I want to become a good leader. What is the process that goes on in Ian's head and life for him to transform as a leader? Okay, well if we go back to the, to the tender age of 22, I was actually thrown into leadership. I certainly had no idea what I was doing. And in those days I think the, the perception is that you want to lead, you want to be in business to make as much money as you can, you want to be wealthy, you want power, you want influence, you want all of that stuff. And then over the next 40 years that changed dramatically and I think it changes mainly through your life experience. You know, you're learning lessons in business virtually on a daily basis about people, about leadership, about management, about uh, earning respect. I think it's very important as a leader to, to have the respect and, and the credibility of, of, of the people that you're leading. And then over the years, slowly but surely, my, my view changed from one of self-enrichment to, to service. And I think that was the key to it. And I came across a number of different things that happened in my life. One is learning about servant leadership. I, I had a fantastic mentor at an early age by a guy, a guy called Jerry Skatomer that used to be a a TV presenter doing economic programs and I had the opportunity to learn from him and he taught me that the purpose of work is to serve, not to make money and that changed my life completely. And uh, so then you just learn these lessons along the way and, and the more I, I went on, the more I realized two important things. Firstly, about relationships. That success in business and in life I suppose is largely dependent on the relationships that you build with the people that you are with. Whether it's in a social environment or in a work environment, the more powerful, the more meaningful the relationships that you, that you create, the more success you're likely to achieve. So that was the one thing. The other thing was the, the, the importance and the power of people as opposed to the importance and the power of money and things. And, and you have to come to the conclusion that people are more important than things. And if you get the people side right, and you genuinely become a servant leader and you look after the well-being, not, not from a sort of paternal type of thing, but you're genuinely trying to help people and grow people and uplift them and inspire them to be greater than they ever thought they could, 
then all of a sudden you start to get a reaction that you don't expect. You know, people start to really feel that they are now doing important things. They, they are learning themselves, they're growing themselves, um, and, and now they're reaching beyond things that they ever thought were possible. So, so the more I was able to experience that, the more I, I started to believe and became a committed believer in the power of servant leadership and in the importance of believing that the purpose of life is to serve, not to enrich yourself. So let me, I'm going to ask you a tough question because I know you can handle it. I'm 25 <laughs> years sure. old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've already, I'm already there. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm saying I'm already a servant leader. Does that mean I can't transform now as a, as a leader? Does it mean that I am now at the apex of my leadership? <laughs> if you're already a servant leader at the age of 25, you, you know, you're doing pretty well because it's, it's unusual. You know, that comes, servant leadership normally comes as a result of experience, I, I believe. It's not something that you just are born with and you go out and practice it. Um, well, not sort of genuinely, I don't believe. So I, I think it comes with, you know, from experience. And, and for a 25-year-old, there's so much more to learn. Even if you are a, a servant leader, you want to become a really good servant leader. So mm -hmm. it's about improving so you, your leadership. That's about what dance you are. You're not black yeah, belt, that, but you first dance, second dance, right? That's right. And have you earned you know, your stripes? Because you know, leadership, if you look at successful leaders, don't look at what they do. Look at what the people do that are being led by them or, or the followers of that individual. Look what they're doing because then you will see the results of your servant leadership. I think, I think too often people look at one individual and say, okay, well, you know, he's done well. But, but why is he doing well? Is he doing well because he's a good businessman or because he's been able to create a culture within an organization where people genuinely believe in the objectives and the and the goals of the organization and what it is they're trying to achieve. And most importantly, what is the real purpose of that business? Why are we doing the things we do? So, so all of that becomes part of your, of your sort of repertoire of leadership, is watching the people and how they respond in the workplace to your leadership, as opposed to watching the leader and seeing what he or she does. People often talk about the fact that mistakes are our teachers, right? yes. and, and as leaders we make um, our fair share of those. Now, how do we, or how do you, uh, take the lessons from, from those mistakes mm. and, and, and use them? Like yeah. What is the process uh, of doing that, that, that you do? Yeah, look, I think, I mean, it's not always, you know, always easy to to pinpoint that, but I think the, the important thing is that everything you do is an experience. So it's either a successful experience or not so successful. And you're learning in both ways. So if you've done something well, hopefully you'll learn something out of it and be able to repeat it. If you haven't done something well, there's also, that's an experience and you've learned from that and hopefully get it right next time. So, so we never look at the negative. That's why I believe it's important for every single person in, in a leadership role or in business to, to fail at least once. Mm. I think it's important to fail. Well, let, let's flip that on its head in term, and talk about context. And, and in leadership theory, uh, Churchill is often uh, quote, you know, is, is, the, is the case study for somebody in one context that is a massive failure, in another context, context is a massive leader yes. and then becomes a failure again. Yes. So context is also important Correct. for us. So, so 
have you, first of all, have you experienced that in your journey? And is there a way that you can create your context? Yeah. I, See, I, these are tough I'm not quite today. sure. Yeah, yeah, but I think, I think you know, in my journey, it was about living in South Africa. That was my journey. And having to live with and deal with and learn from all the experiences from 1976 when I opened my first business right in the middle of the Soweto uprisings all the way through to now. And I've experienced South African history and I've grown in that and with it and learned from it and hopefully become a better person as a result of those learnings. And, and most importantly, it's about how well can you adapt to the socio-political environment that you are working in. That has been my context, is that you, you know, we're trying to build something important in South Africa, mm. and even if the country's not getting it totally right, there's no reason why we can't create our own little pocket of excellence uh, by so, doing something similar. So, so to, to, to try and sum up what you're saying is that, is that you, you've interpreted your context as, as South Africa. Your journey has been within the context of South Africa's transformation. Yes. And you are delivering your leadership in that context. Okay. And you're very aware of that. That's, so you're almost matching your leadership to the context. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a great place to, to end it. Uh, Ian, it's been uh, an absolute honor to have you over the last uh, few weeks to talk about uh, your views on leadership. I regard you as one of South Africa's great leaders, uh, servant leaders. So you are quiet, you are humble, and you are everything that I think leaders uh, should be. And, and what's t what, what we see is the fact that you've built something uh, with the style of leadership and without this brash um, leadership that we see in other contexts as well. So you're a great inspiration to, to many, including myself. And I'd like to thank you for spending your time with us. Good, on thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's been a pleasure. Up next, I'm joined by Mandisa Ntloko from MTN Business. And we're going to discuss a digital masterclass for entrepreneurs hosted at the end of October. Get your pen and paper ready to write down the details so that you can apply to participate in this empowering event. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is the Big Small Business Show. Now, in 2016, MTN Business successfully hosted digital masterclasses for entrepreneurs in Joburg, Cape Town, and Durban. The fourth masterclass is scheduled for the 31st of, of October in Johannesburg, and it's called the Digital Industrial Revolution. Joining me now in studio to give you more details is Bandise Ntloko, General Manager, Enterprise Marketing at MTN Business South Africa. Welcome back. Thank you. All right, before we go into this year's master's, uh, masterclass, how, how did last year go? Well, the first one we held in, um, in October mm. um, in Johannesburg, it was very well received. We got about 350 um, delegates. Wow. And um, the second one that we held was in Cape Town, um, around about May. 
and there um, the number of delegates that attended were 200 mm -hmm. and more recently we had one in Durban which coincided with um, with August the women's month mm -hmm. so we actually dedicated the whole um, event to uh, female entrepreneurs so all the speakers were, were, were up you know really um, entrepreneurs that have really made the mark in, in, in the business and we had about 150 sure. so for for the one coming up now in, in October which will be held at the River Sand Incubation Hub mm. we're expecting about 500 delegates wow. so it's actually growing you know bigger and bigger each year mm. so, so every year you, you give it a theme what is this year's theme this year's theme, we call it the digital um, industrial revolution. I think right now is, um, you know, with, the, uh, with innovation um, evolving, there's the advent of the, um, the robots. And I think mm. a lot of people see robots as the enemy. Mm -hmm. So the whole theme is around um, teaching entrepreneurs how they can embrace robotics for their business and to see how they can actually use that to take their business to the next level. So I guess we're targeting more of the you know, existing um, entrepreneurs that have been around for a number of years. So give me a sense of what I can expect on the day. I arrive in the morning, just give me a take, a take me through a, a, a day at a masterclass. So it's a full day event. Right. Um, at the first half of the day will be keynote speakers. We've partnered with companies such as your Google, mm -hmm. uh, LinkedIn, um, Microsoft. So it will be keynote speakers that will be talking about what's happening in the technology field, especially for entrepreneurs, and talk about some of the solutions that they can actually um, embrace for, for their business to take it to the next level. And then the afternoon will be where we really get into the nitty gritties of things. So it's the masterclass um, sessions where we'll be teaching them the how-to. So yeah. I think the difference with our um, event is that it's not really a, it's not only a talk shop, mm -hmm. but we also get into um, into the nitty gritties of how they can actually use technology to enhance their business. Of course, MTN is an ICT company; it's a communication company. But why 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 is MTN getting involved in something like this? I think it goes without saying that um, you know the the small and medium enterprise. That's where our economic growth is going to come from. Mm. So as MTN, um, we we see it as our obligation to kind of be the company that is the enabler, especially from a technology and from a mobility perspective. Mm. So to show the entrepreneurs how they can use some of our mobile solutions and even our ICT solutions, how they can take their business to the next level. You, you spoke earlier about Google and LinkedIn. Uh, these are some of the stakeholders that are involved in the day. So how would, how would uh, you know, LinkedIn, for example, um, resonate with the, the robotics? How, how do they plug into the day, your, your stakeholders? So I think from, you know, link, LinkedIn is, um, it has become a business tool right now in terms of how you can connect with other, um, other peers. But from a robotics perspective, I think um, some, a small business could be looking to have a call center, but they don't have the resources and the actual money to um, to have a proper call center. So they can actually g get the robotics in involved in terms of using robots to actually do the answering of the, of the actual 
our call center. And when we talk about robots, we're not mm. talking about these big metal, mm -hmm. you know, things. Mm. People get the impression, you know, ro you know, like it's actually software. Am I right? It, yes, it is software. Okay. And 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 I, you know, I I attended um, a conference recently, um, um, at the Singularity Summit. Yes. And they actually showed how um, robotics can actually get involved in the medical technology, for example, where an actual nurse is given the ability to carry a patient off their bed, you know, using um, robotics to enhance their ability to actually carry the person. So there are many things that can be done from a robo robotics perspective. I think it's more of opening it up, opening up your, your mindset to it and also um, looking at how you can actually use it to enhance your business. I suppose if, if uh, South Africa is going to be uh, ready for the fourth industrial revolution, mm -hmm. we need the skills um, in, in South Africa and the ideas in South Africa in order to enable this economy. Mm -hmm. and, and MTN is playing, uh, I suppose your role is to enable that 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 skill <coughs> and those ideas <coughs> would that be correct yes we are we are playing in that role but also we're partnering with with other companies that are experts in in those fields um you know from from an ict perspective you know we involved in in iot for example which mm. is the internet of things yes and how we're using internet of things to actually be an enabler in terms of you know tracking of of of, of rhinos for, for for example so it's it's a matter of us partnering with companies such as your ibm or your cisco to actually provide that that technology to south africa so where, where if I, i'm watching this and i want to participate where, where is it taking place it's taking a place at the river sand incubation hub um okay. the the viewers can actually go into our website which is www.events.mtnbusiness.co.za Okay. They can get all the information there. It's it's for free. Yes, and um, anyone can. It's by invitation, and um, and uh, so they just need to kind of go on our website and get the application and to. And uh, do I have to be a certain amount of years in business before I? I Preferably, we would like um, SMEs that have been in business for you know they've gone through what we call the one thousand days. So yes. they've been in business for more than three days. For <laughs> not three days, three years actually. Um, and um, those companies that are looking to take their business to the next level. And I suppose from from a. From a small business point of view, you don't necessarily need to be in the ICT, but I, you would see how this would be uh, an enabler for your business. So it's not just businesses that come from ICT, it's any business that can use ICT to enable them. Is that a yeah. correct statement? Definitely, definitely. I think, you know, um, technology these days, you don't necessarily have to be in ICT business to, to utilize it. It's really, I think people need to see, look at technology as an enabler for any type of business. Every time you come, come into studio, there's something that you give our, our viewers. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you, Alan. Well, it's time for my impressions for today, and I bring up a long debate that's been going on since I was at Varsity between uh, the various departments there when there was a debate whether marketing and sales were one in the same thing. Well, I'm of the strong view that marketing and sales are not the same thing. Marketing is not sales. Sales is not marketing. So I want to talk about this because very often what we have with people sitting in front of us in, in, in 
um, the panel, sitting at the panel and various other parts of the show, is that there is this confusion between sales and marketing. So the first, my first point is marketing is not selling. Marketing is where you go out there and you market the, the business. Networking is not selling. Networking is not selling. So if you're thinking when, when I'm asking you what, is, what are you doing in terms of sales and you're saying I'm networking, that is not selling. Social media, being on social media and talking about what you do and about your, your, your company on different social media is not selling. And finally, advertising is not selling. These all fall under maybe a broader scope of what it is to market your business. I, when I speak about selling on the show, I'm talking about something a lot rougher, something a lot more deliberate. For, for me, the selling is defined by you as the initiator. When you market and somebody calls into your, to your, your company or responds to something where they are initiating, okay, where you are incentivizing and they are initiating, that, are f that falls in my mind under marketing. Selling is when you pick up the phone, when you knock on a door, when you make the first move, you are the initiator. That to me is where sales begins. Selling is also the highest amount of rejection. And, 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 and that is why most people shy away from it. And I'm saying to all entrepreneurs, is that you know how much rejection we get as entrepreneurs. It should be just part of what you do. So for those entrepreneurs who are sitting there waiting for people, putting their names on different tender boards and, and, and putting their, their names on all sorts of places where they're hoping people will come in, that is passive, that is not selling. That is a passive approach to, to business. When we are talking about sales, it's about an aggressive outbound, you are the initiator and you need to expect that rejection and that needs to be part of how you, you deal with your day to day. But the last thing I want to talk about sales is that sales is your biggest teacher because sales in that interaction, even in the rejection, if you know how to be rejected, how to be rejected is to ask why. Uh, did I do something wrong? Why did we lose it to somebody else? Is there anything I could have done better? There is a huge amount of information in being rejected. And that information goes back into your product, back into the, your, your approach in order to make you more versatile into the future, more resilient for the future as an entrepreneur. So sales is sales, marketing is marketing. Well, that's it for my impressions for today. This is your show, and we want to hear from you as to what you want to be talking about. If you want to be on the show, do email us on bigsmall at bdtv.co.za or interact with us on Twitter at bsbs underscore bdtv. We love it when you tell us uh, your impressions of the, the show. We love the debates that you are having on Twitter. So do continue those debates. Uh, it gives us a huge amount of insight into what's important to you, our viewer. It's goodbye from me. And remember, if you think it, write it down and make it a reality. To enhance your security so that you understand the intricacies involved in that. <laughs> It's on silent. <laughs> These things happen on I almost TV. had a heart attack. <laughs> I put it on, not just, I don't know why. Sorry. Sorry. I just wanted to carry Sorry. on. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, I'm looking for the attention again. <laughs> Doc?
because he wore short pants. That's so? Whenever you wear short pants, there's some problem that goes yeah. on. Too much air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> What's the problem? Uh, Doc, he wore short pants, so he's, uh, he's not quite stable today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And is everyone awake now? Is everyone awake? Anyone need a coffee? I'll tell you what, maybe Doc, stand up, show your shorts, wake everyone up. <laughs> The courage to grow is business. The Big Small Business Show made possible by MTN Business, a new world of business. And by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Lead your industry with a responsible partner. Partner with the CASA today.